So do you know the latest movie releases that are coming? It, it, COVID has happened to put a pause on some of these uh, movies. How about uh, any new song releases? Do you know them? Maybe, maybe not. Who's pop culture around here? All right, do you know the status of your sport teams? And I know a lot of big football players here, but we're getting into baseball season. And what, like, do you know the stats of your favorite team? All right, do you know the hottest TikTok videos right now? Do you know them? It's like, TikTok? What does that mean? All the younger generation knows that it is the rage, or not. Uh, okay, so do you know who is actually trending uh, as a YouTuber today? Do you know that? Well, okay, so that's pop culture. But how about going into our finance? Do you guys know uh, what the stock market is doing? And how is your retirement account? FPU graduates, you probably know what your retirement account is doing. Or how about this? Do you know what level you are on Candy Crush? <laughs> of course you know what level you are, because you've been trying to crush it for all these years. Okay, well, how about this one? Do you know what God is doing in your life? Do you know what God is doing in your life? In your family's life? Do you know what God is doing in New Hampshire? Do you know? Let me ask you another. Do you know what your calling is from Jesus? Do you know that? See, what are you seeing, what you're looking at, and what you're becoming familiar is, is what you will actually start recognizing. Will you start recognizing? I want you to think of this word today, recognizing. Can you just kind of um, turn to your neighbor and say, recognize, recognize. Uh, there's certain things that bring uh, a recognition to us, right? There's certain smells and environments. Have you been, thank you so much, have you been, um, you spend a lot of time in one place and then you go back to visit that place and there are things that you recognize, things that create a feeling in you and certain smells. I know going to my grandmother's house who lived in Massachusetts Belchertown, Massachusetts, going to her house every time I go back to visit, there's a familiarity of the smell of grandma's house. You recognize certain things because you've, you've been in that environment. How about this one? Um, somebody comes over to your house, they just came from a campfire. Do you recognize a smell? Right, that smoke smell. You can recognize by the environment that you've been around. You recognize that, or maybe you go back to a vacation spot, or maybe an old high school, and, and you begin to see the familiar scenery and places, and you recognize some things. But you can only recognize it when you've been around it, right? Is that true? You can only recognize it when you've been around something or somebody. You know, I think that is the way it is with our relationship with the Lord, too, that people will recognize something in us because we've been hanging out with God. We've been hanging out with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. It's like that smoke smell that there's aroma that comes from our life. And, and if people aren't recognizing it, we'd have to say, what are they recognizing? What are they recognizing? See, there's a danger that we just maybe know Jesus or know of him, and, but we don't really know him. There's a danger we can just kind of go on life doing the right thing. Going to church is 
good thing, reading your Bible is a good thing, but are you actually spending time with Jesus to get to know him, that you recognize what he's doing in your life, in your family's life, and in your community? Or do you begin to recognize what's happening in our world today? What is more familiar? What, is, what do you recognize most? The smell of the world or the aroma of Christ? See, in Jesus' time, there was this understanding of God, right? The great Jewish religion and Jewish traditions. And sometimes we ourselves can get into traditions and realize that we actually might, if we're not in relationship, we don't notice and we don't realize what God is doing and God is moving. As you saw by that missions video, God is moving in places like Southern Sudan. By the way, I don't know if any of you uh, could relate to the guy who was praying, you know, starting off by saying, oh Lord, I am a rebel against you, Father. I have done all these things against you. And I, I was like, I resonate with that, but I am so grateful for his saving grace. I'm so grateful for his relationship in my life that has been continuing to perfect me into his image, that I would carry more of the aroma of Christ in my life. But see, in Jesus' time, actually even leading up to his crucifixion, Palm Sunday is the days leading before his crucifixion. So that very first time that Jesus is, is coming into Jerusalem, Jesus says this in Luke chapter uh, 19. He says this, well, he gives it a description. It says, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, Jesus wept over it and said, if even you had only known this day, what would bring peace? But now it is hidden from your eyes. So they didn't see what God was doing. They didn't recognize what God is doing. He says, and Jesus says this, exactly. You did not recognize the time of God's coming. You didn't recognize the time of God's coming. And I know for me, I, I, what do we say at Grace Capital Churches? We're helping you get ready to meet Jesus face to face. There's going to be a time, whether it's his return or whether it's when we die, we're going to meet Jesus face to face. And my question is, are we ready? And, and the sense of readiness begins to ask the question of, of this question is, Am I recognizing what God is doing in my life and what God is doing in my family and what God is doing in my community and around the world? But, but Jesus was saddened because he's saying, these people, they're waving their palm branches at me. They're laying their cloaks on the ground. Jesus riding in as a colt and he, riding a colt, not as a colt. <laughs> Jesus is not a colt riding a donkey into Jerusalem. And his heart's burdened because it's like, guys, you don't get what God is doing. You don't get it. You're not seeing it. You're not recognizing it. And my desire is that we would recognize what God is doing. Can I just tell you some things that God is doing? I can't tell you what God's doing in all of your lives. Uh, I know for the people in my life group, I could tell you what God's doing in some of them because we share there and we get to experience that together. But I, I want to let you know what God's doing in New Hampshire. I'm a part of some pastor's gatherings. And let me tell you of one pastor, a pastor named Steve McGee. Steve McGee. Actually, you don't know this, Pastor Richie, but Steve McGee talked about you a couple weeks in his church. And um, 
And, and why we're talking about each other is because God is doing something really unique. Steve McGee serves at uh, Presbyterian Church in Exeter, New Hampshire. A Presbyterian church. Very different expression than what we have. And yet we've been meeting together with other pastors and we began to uh, continue to ask God, what are you doing? And, he sa- and, and we feel like the Lord is saying, gather all the gospel-believing, the Bible-believing churches of New Hampshire together and that we get to work together as one church, Amen. as one church. And we begin to, we're beginning to see that God is already orchestrating this. We now have leaders in the nine regions of New Hampshire, and we're beginning to coordinate an effort. Why? Because we want to see more people know Jesus Christ. And we're realizing that we're better together, and we can't do this alone. And, and we're realizing that we have to, by the way, be humble we have to realize that we can't major on the, our differences and we have to major on the gospel of Jesus Christ and keep Jesus as the center. But we're beginning to realize that God is moving and, and shaping some things as looking very different than what we thought, but we're recognizing that God is moving and we're coming alongside that. We don't want to miss it, but we want to see what God's doing, join him, but we want to recognize that. So what's the word of the day? Recognize, right? So you just told your neighbor of that. We got so what's the word of the day? Recognize. So we have to recognize what God is doing. So one of the one of the chapters in our rooted um, course is by the way, if you want to get rekindled in your relationship with Jesus, if you want to get a little fire going again with your relationship with Jesus, you want to take rooted. Rooted talks about Uh, Your purpose, who's God, um, the role of the church, the role of serving, the role of giving, and it begins to to shape the purpose of why we were created by God. But one chapter in there, which I think is fascinating, is they give a chapter on um, who is Satan. Now, we don't talk about Satan an awful lot here, but today I am. I'll tell you why we don't do it, because I I don't think Satan deserves a lot of (laughs) airtime, quite frankly. But if we're not careful, we can begin to think that we don't have an enemy. We have an enemy. And one of the chapters is, 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 is on Satan and begins to talk about the deception that he's placing on the world and his work to cloud the hearts and minds of, of, of humans so they would be ignorant to the working of God. So they would not recognize, what's the word of the day? Okay, we got this. I won't keep belaboring it. They didn't recognize what, so they wouldn't recognize what God's doing, so they wouldn't join him in his purposes. So I think this this chapter is so important. I'm just going to talk a little bit about, uh, a a little bit that you're going to find in that rooted book. So in John 10.10, we know this. It says this, the thief or Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But then Jesus says that I came that, they may have life and life abundantly or life in the full. We, we love to talk about abundant life, right? We love to talk, we sang about it. He's always with us. He is. But if we're not careful, we could miss the fact that we have an enemy as like a thief who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. In... Galatians 1.4 says this, and Jesus says, he gave himself for our sins, 
Thank you, Lord Jesus, to rescue us from this present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. This evil age. So here is the reality. Satan actually has some authority and he has a dominion. Do you know where Satan's ruling place is today? It is the earth. Satan currently, it won't be forever, but Satan currently has, been, has some authority here on earth. And he has a dominion over this world. And anybody who has not given their life to Jesus is under that influence. And I would say anybody who's, who's given their life to Jesus can easily be distracted by the things of this world as well. But we have to understand there's two kingdoms, two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of light. There's the kingdom of this world that the Bible talks about, which is Satan's dominion. And there's the kingdom of God, which is, uh, which is Jesus's kingdom. He's the king of that. Kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light. And here's what happened on, on that first Palm Sunday, that first time when they weren't realizing what was happening. They thought, the people thought, Jesus coming in to Jerusalem on that donkey, that, that, that Jesus was going to overthrow the Roman Empire, and he's going to establish a new kingdom on earth. And he was establishing a kingdom, for sure. But it's a spiritual kingdom, a kingdom that each one of us actually has greater freedom um, to because it's not held by a specific place. Do we know where the temple of God now resides? We are the temple of God. God, with the Holy Spirit inside of us, God now dwells inside of us. It's not left to just a building. It's not left to just Jerusalem or a uh, place. It's now through all of the earth that the Spirit is moving and doing what? The Spirit is moving and rescuing people out of darkness rescuing them out of the, the, the kingdom of darkness, the place of deception and where sin has Im- put people in bondage and brought hurt where to like the enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy, right? So all that darkness and bondage in people's lives, Jesus' spirit through his believers, through people like you and I, that we will share the good news of Jesus Christ so they can come into this kingdom of light which is the most amazing kingdom because that's where we find freedom. It's where we find hope. It's where we find joy. It's where we find peace. Those things aren't locked into the temporal things of the world. But here's even the greatest part of this is not only do we have in this world peace, joy, contentment, but the work on the cross gave us everlasting life. Everlasting life. Not everlasting death, which Satan wants for every human being because he is so ticked off. He rebelled against God. Satan, by the way, was, was uh, an archangel and he got ticked um, at God because God was like, you know, there's only one God and, and uh, he was wanting to be like God and, and he was actually, I'm sorry, Pastor Richie, but he was actually a worshiper too, <laughs> worship leader. Don't go to the dark side, Pastor Richie. Don't ever do it. Um, I won't let you, man. I got you back. I got you back. And um, so a third of the angels went with Satan. His name was Lucifer. And those are considered demons today. So let me give you this verse. 
In Colossians chapter 2, 13 through 15, it says, And you who were dead in your trespass, or your sins, and the uncircumcision of your heart, of your flesh, it should say, meaning you were, you were living for your own fleshly desires. God made alive together with him, having forgiven all of our sins and trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities, and I would say the rulers and authorities of Satan and his dominion. Jesus overcame that and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him, in Christ Jesus, Colossians 2, 13 through 15. Powerful, powerful verse. Powerful verse saying that you were once dead to your sin, enslaved by it, by the fleshly desires, by the things, by the clouding of your mind and heart, by the ruler and powers and principalities of Satan and his little minions, the demons. And by the way, it's not like scary movies, like it's like, uh, you know, Exorcist or something like that. I'm talking about the things of the world. We can get so wrapped up into money, possessions. We could get so wrapped up into, you know, um, trying to impress people and trying to accomplish and achieve. And we get to the place where we're not recognizing the work of Jesus that he wants to do in our hearts and lives. Oh, Pastor Richie, you're already coming up here. That means I got to wind it down. I'm just barely getting wound up. Don't worry, I've learned my lesson now. I've tried to cut it short sometimes, and then I get at the end, and all you guys get mad at me. It's like, you should have kept going. Why didn't you keep going? All right, I'm here to serve you, so I'll just keep going. Preach it. All right, there we go. We we got it. Hey, online, you're you're sitting on your couch drinking coffee anyways. (laughs) You're fine. You're fine. Okay. And the overflow room. I, don't worry. I'm, not, I'm speaking to you as well. You are around round tables. You're comfy. You actually have coffee down there too. These guys don't have coffee. They have coffee down there. You're set. So we're going in. We're going in. Okay. So the word of the day is recognize. And what are we trying to recognize? We're trying to recognize what God is doing in our hearts, in our lives. Now, so good news, bad news. The, the, the good news is Jesus has done the work to set us free. The bad news is that we have an enemy. And, and we can blame the enemy a lot, but we always have to take responsibility for our own actions. We always have to take responsibility. But, but the, the mindfulness of knowing that we have an enemy realizes that we have to be proactive. We actually have to live intentionally. We can't just kind of live through life and expect like, Ding, ding, ding. One day I'm ready to meet Jesus. It's kind of like we have to be intentional to be ready to meet Jesus. So Satan is actively, you're going to see this on your screen. Satan is actively trying to keep you away from recognizing God's plan for your life. You've heard the expression, ignorance is bliss. Well, not in this case. I don't want you to be ignorant about Satan and in the rooted material It will make it much clearer than what I'm explaining, much more in depth than what I'm explaining here. But I think it's important to us to understand that 
In the early time, they, the people were religious when Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, but they missed what, they didn't recognize what God was doing. In this moment in time, for all of us is so important, and not just this moment, but I feel like there's a heightened sense of what God is doing. There, there's some stirring going on, and I don't want any one of us to miss out and not recognize the move of God that's happening. But when we have acknowledgement and a realization that we have an enemy that wants to deceive you, it makes you saying, okay, what do I need to do to not be deceived? Well, before I get there, I'm going to, it's three points. How do you not be deceived by the enemy? Well, Revelation 12, 11 says, it tells us really clearly how to do this. It says, they have conquered him. They have conquered Satan by the blood of the lamb, what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus is considered the lamb of God. And by the word of their testimony, what, what are you talking about? Are you talking about Jesus? Or are you talking about Candy Crush? And for they loved not their lives even unto death. So the three points. They have conquered him by the blood of the lamb, with the work of Jesus on, on the cross, the word of their testimony, what are they talking about? And they didn't love their lives unto death, which means this. They didn't realize that um, they didn't care too much about this life alone. In other words, the possessions of this world, the, the things that are so temporal in this world. So number one, recognize what Jesus did on the cross for you. And we, we're going to celebrate that next week. Confess with your mouth. Testify to the goodness of Jesus. Share your God stories with others. When's the last time you shared a God story with somebody else? What Jesus has been doing in your life. I know in our group, our, uh, the Emotionally Healthy Relationships group that we just finished, oh, it was so great sharing, but we get to share that outside our group too with others. It's like, my life is being transformed by the work of Jesus Christ. And then I would just encourage you, don't work so hard to get comfortable in this life. There's another life to be lived and how we live this life it will determine how we live for eternity. But the purpose of this life is not to accumulate. The purpose of this life is to rescue as many people as we can from the pit of hell. Because we have an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So my encouragement would be like, how does your light become a lighthouse, a beacon? Your life become a beacon to the world around us. So we need to be intentional. One way that we're intentional is by being in a life group. Being in a life group. I, I have found there's no, Why do we put so much emphasis in life group? Because we feel that people grow best when they're in an authentic community where their focus is on Jesus and his word and that we're intentional to be, to grow in our relationship with him. So my question is, what are we recognizing? Because that's the word of the day, right? So what are we recognizing? Are we recognizing Jesus' reign or are we spending more time recognizing Satan's domain? I, I know it's hard. It's hard. There, it's, we are, we're living in this world, but we shouldn't be living of it. Like we live in it, but not of it. In other words, we, we, we are, God has placed us here for a purpose, but let's not get so entangled into its affairs. 
But what are you recognizing? I want you to, every one of you, to recognize the move of God that he's stirring in your life, in your family's life, and around us. And I know some of you are watching not even in this state of New Hampshire, but God is moving in whatever state you're watching from. I know there's somebody who watches in Alaska, so God is moving in Alaska. God is moving in Alaska. On this Palm Sunday, let us prepare our hearts to celebrate our risen Savior next week. But to, ex- to experience the resurrection, we also have to understand that there is a process of death, of burial. And sometimes we just maybe need to die to a few things and bury a few things that have been distracting us from who Jesus is and the and that's been distracting us from recognizing the plans of God. Well, the good news is this. Jesus said in John 16, and in closing, I'm going to say this. In the world, you will have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. See, Satan thinks he has some dominion, and he he does. Satan has some authority over people's lives who have not given their life to Jesus. But Jesus has come to overcome the world. So what do you smell like these days? Do you smell like a campfire? Do you smell like the world? Or do you smell like Jesus Christ? Who have you been hanging out with? Where have you been hanging out? What are people recognizing in your life? What do you recognize? Well, it's my prayer that you're going to be ready to meet Jesus face to face. I believe you're going to be so ready to meet Jesus face to face and that you're going to have the aroma of Christ. That Everywhere you go, people are going to say, hey, there's something different about you. And you don't have to say why, but you can, you can talk about what Jesus has done in your life because you've been spending time with Jesus Christ. You've been spending time with him. You have the aroma of Christ. What are you recognizing? You are recognizing the move of God and what he's doing in your life and the lives of people around you. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.